This is Morning Breath, your drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. Hosted by Pastor Matt and Jessica Stahlbaum. Morning Breath starts now. Well, good morning and welcome to Morning Breath, your drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. I am Matt Stahlbaum. And I am Jessica Stahlbaum. And we are your hosts today. Glad to be here. Yes. What is going on? Happy Monday, February, February 3rd, we were talking about. Who can say that right? Feb. Well, we say February, right? We forget the R is there. We don't. We act like it's not there, but try to spell Febru- February. You do that. You F-E-B-R-U-A-R-Y. spell it. F-E-B-R-U-A-R-Y. Wow. There are just some words like Adeline had went, went, I can't even say it right, Wednesday on her spelling test this week, and she's like, why is this spelled like this? I'm like, I'm so sorry. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> There's those funny words that you learn how to spell when you're a kid, like Mississippi, that yeah. you'll never forget. M-I-S-S-I-S-S-I-P-P-I. Like, yeah, because it's, why? Yeah. You know? I don't know. I mean, that one makes sense. Wednesday makes zero sense. Wednesday. Wednesday. When, anyway, it's not Wednesday. It is Monday, <laughs> February 3rd again, and welcome to Morning Breath. It is your, like Matt said, drive time devotion sure to jumpstart your day or jumpstart your afternoon or your evening or wherever you're listening. That's right. Because you can listen on the radio or on our podcast, which is uh, found on our app, which is called the East Coast app, which is really just your one-stop shop. Get the app. It is so easy to use. It's wonderful. You can look up everything that we have going on here at East Coast Christian Center, like our service times, our locations, uh, the morning breath guide, everything everything you need there. Or you can go on our website at eccc.us or call our church office at 321-452-1060. Yeah, and this weekend we had a uh, launching of our Small groups and our serving teams, uh, man, oh, man, oh, man, this is the time to get in a small group. Like, if you're looking for, you know, a small group of Christians that are going to be meeting in various places all over Bavard County, I would really recommend you checking out our app and getting involved. And you may not even go to East Coast Christian Center, but we'd be open for you to come into getting into a small group and getting connected. For sure. But I would remind you, one of the best ways to get connected is on a Saturday or Sunday service. Mm-hmm. And so check out eccc.us and plan a visit right on that page. Uh, if you do, we will connect with you even before you come Sunday morning yep. and help you come to church and figure out everything from where to park to where to put your kids and all that stuff, depending yeah. on your what your needs are. So check all that out on the East Coast app or eccc.us. You know, another thing neat that we're doing is we, we've bought property in Vieira and we are working hard uh, behind the scenes we're setting it up to build a church. We are going to be building our church this year, um, and we don't have a planned start date yet because we can't really plan. We can't do it until some things come through with the county and different mm-hmm. things like that. But that's happening right in Vieira, on Vieira Boulevard, by Tavistock, about a quarter mile from I-95. And yeah. so just go west of I-95, and uh, it's going to be awesome. We're really excited about it. Church is is our, is really growing and moving and shaking because of that. We can tell yeah. people are very excited, and we'd love for you to be on board. Vieira Campus is currently meeting at Vieira High School at 915 and 1045 and uh, it's just, it's going to be great. We'd love to have you there for sure. Yep. This coming Wednesday, we have First Wednesday, and we're having a guest speaker, Josh Monty, who is a friend of ours. He's an awesome guy. We love him and his family. They have a church down in West Palm called New Sound Church, and he's coming up to be our guest speaker. And that's at our Merritt Island campus. It is uh, the time of month that we come together as one church. We're many locations, but we all come together in the same location, get to see one another, get to hang out, get to hear an awesome message and worship. And so we'd love to have you join us for that Wednesday night at 7 
7 p.m. this coming Wednesday. That's right. We have East Coast University. Check our website out for that. New classes begin this Thursday as well as our Cupid 5K. This is a 5K uh, run in Merritt Island, and it's great. It helps sponsor uh, children, youth going to summer camp. And so check that out. That's February 15th, 8 a.m. That's right. Yep. And so, so we are in Luke chapter 6, and it is a long one. So I'm going to read through 1 through 25. All right. And I'll pick up after that. I must say to you, read. One Sabbath, while Jesus was passing through fields of standing grain, it happened that his disciples were picking the heads of grain, rubbing them in their hands, and eating them. But some of the Pharisees said, Why are you doing what is unlawful on the Sabbath? Jesus replied to them, Have you not even read in the scriptures what David did when he was hungry, he and those who were with him, how he went into the house of God and took and ate the consecrated bread, which is not lawful for anyone to eat except priests alone, and how he also gave it to the men who were with him? Jesus was saying to them, The Son of Man, the Messiah, is Lord even of the Sabbath. On another Sabbath, he went into the synagogue and taught, and a man was present whose right hand was withered. The scribes and the Pharisees were watching him closely with malicious intent to see if he would actually heal someone on the Sabbath so that they might find a reason to accuse him. But he was aware of their thoughts, and he said to the man with the withered hand, Get up and come forward. So he got up and stood there. Then Jesus said to them, I ask you directly, is it lawful to do good on the Sabbath or to do evil, to save a life or to destroy it? After looking around at them all, he said to the man, Stretch out your hand. And he did, and his hand was fully restored. But the scribes and Pharisees were filled with senseless rage and lacked spiritual insight and discussed with one another what they might do to Jesus. Now at this time, Jesus went off to the mountain to pray, and he spent the whole night in prayer to God. When day came, he called his disciples and selected 12 of them, whom he also named apostles, special messengers, personally chosen representatives. Simon, whom he also named Peter and his brother Andrew and the brothers James and John and Philip and Bartholomew, also called Nathaniel, and Matthew, Levi, the tax collector, and Thomas and James, the son of Alphaeus, and Simon, who was called the Zealot. Judas, also called Thaddeus, the son of James, and Judas Iscariot, who became a traitor to the Lord. Then Jesus came down with them and stood on a level place, and there was a large crowd of his disciples and a vast multitude of people from all over Judea and Jerusalem and the coastal region of Tyre and Sidon, who had come to listen to him and to be healed of their diseases. Even those who were troubled by unclean spirits, demons, were being healed. All the people were trying to touch him because healing power was coming from him and healing them all. And looking toward his disciples, he began speaking, Blessed, spiritually prosperous, happy, to be admired, are you who are poor in spirit, those devoid of spiritual arrogance, those who regard themselves as insignificant, for the kingdom of God is yours both now and forever. Blessed, joyful, nourished by God's goodness, are you who hunger now for righteousness, actively seeking right standing with God, for you will be completely satisfied. Blessed, forgiven, refreshed by God's grace, are you who weep now over your sins and repent, for you will laugh when the burden of sin is lifted. Blessed, morally courageous, and spiritually alive with life, joy, and God's goodness are you when people hate you and exclude you from their fellowship and insult you and scorn your name as evil because of your association with the Son of Man. Rejoice on that day and leap for joy, for your reward in heaven is great, absolutely inexhaustible. For their fathers used to treat the prophets in the same way. But woe, judgment is coming to you who are rich and place your faith in possessions while remaining spiritually impoverished. For you are already receiving your comfort in full and there's nothing left to be awarded to you. Woe to you who are well-fed, gorged, satiated now, for you will be hungry. Woe to you who laugh now, enjoying a life of self-indulgence, for you will mourn and weep and deeply long for God. Woe to you when all men speak well of you, for so did their fathers to the false prophets. But I say to you who hear, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, and pray for those who spitefully use you. To him who strikes you 
uh, on the one cheek, offer the other cheek also. And from him who takes away your cloak, do not withhold your tunic either. Give to everyone who asks of you. And from him who takes away your goods, uh, do not ask them back. And just as you want men to do to you, you also do to them likewise. But if you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good to those who do good to you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners do the same. And if you lend to those who, whom you hope to receive back, what credit is that to you? For even sinners lend to sinners to receive as much back. But love your enemies, do good, and lend, hoping for nothing in return. And your reward will be great, and you will be the sons of the Most High. For he is kind to the unthankful and the evil. Therefore, be merciful, just as your father is also merciful. Judge not, and you shall not be judged. Condemn not, and you shall not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Give, and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over will it be put into your bosom. For with the same measure that you use, it will be measured back to you. And he spoke a parable to them. Can the blind lead the blind? Will they not both fall into the ditch? A disciple is not above his teacher, but everyone who is perfectly trained will be like his teacher. And why do you look at the speck in your brother's eye, but do not perceive the plank in your own eye? Or how can you say to your brother, brother, let me remove the speck that is in your eye, when you yourself do not see the plank that is in your own eye? Hypocrite, first remove the plank from your own eye, and then you will see clearly to remove the speck that is in your brother's eye. For a good tree does not bear bad fruit, nor does a bad tree bear good fruit. For every tree is known by its own fruit. For men do not gather figs from thorns, nor do they gather grapes from a bramble bush. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good, and an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart brings forth evil. For out of the abundance of the heart his mouth speaks. But why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do the things which I say? Whoever comes to me, and hears my sayings and does them, I will show you whom he is like. He is like a man building a house who dug deep and laid the foundation on the rock. And when the flood arose, the stream beat vehemently against the house and could not shake it, for it was founded on the rock. But he who heard and did nothing is like a man who built his house on the earth without a foundation, against which the stream beat vehemently, and immediately it fell, and the ruin of that house was great. Amen. Uh, Man, there are so many quote-unquote famous verses yeah. in this chapter. It's like, where do we start? Do you have somewhere? And if you don't, I do. Oh, you can go ahead and get started. Okay, good. I love that. So it was so funny. A couple of days ago, I was sitting on the couch and looking up the chapter that we'd be preparing today, that we'd be speaking about. And I found it was Luke 6, looked at the schedule, and um, Adeline walks up and she's like, what are you doing? She's our eight-year-old daughter. And she's like, what are you doing? What are you going to do? Because she wanted to play or something or have me read her book. And I said, I'm just preparing for morning breath and I'm going to see what chapter it is. And then without me even like reading the chapter or anything out of nowhere, she's like, you know what you should talk about on the radio? I was like, what? She goes, do unto others as you would have them do to you. I'm like, okay. I said, tell me more about that. And she goes, she had no idea what chapter it was. She had no idea whatever. It was just out of literally the abundance of her heart, her mouth spoke, which is another verse in here. She goes, it just means not paying back meanness to other people. When they are mean to you, you are kind and you do not expect anything in return except for God to bless you. Wow. (laughs) Out of... 
I was just like so shocked, first of all, that she would have that wisdom in her and it just came pouring out of her and it was so like raw and precious and sweet. And so I was like, okay. So I didn't even actually read the chapter at that time. It was like the next day I sat down to read it before she was up and I'm reading this chapter and it's like six in the morning and then I see verse 31. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. And my mouth, like my jaw hit the floor. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. So then I told her when she got up and I said, look, Adeline, you didn't even know where this verse was in the Bible and God aligned all of these things. And like, you really were prophetic. Yeah. (laughs) It was amazing. So That's really cool. I know. That was very cool. So doing unto others as you would have them do unto you. Yeah. I think that's a, that's a really, how do I say this? We have to tell ourselves that a lot mm-hmm. because the easy thing to do is to just hurt people and fight back and, you know, be a punk. And um, the thing is, the things in life that we want, and this is actually, uh, I'll tell you this, uh, Pastor Dan, my dad's book, uh, Positioning for Breakthrough, talks a lot about this. The things you want in life, you have to fight for. You really do. Like, they're not just going to come to you. Um, you have to administrate your life or somebody else will, mm-hmm. you have to, you have to put your life on the right path or somebody else will. But the key is what do you fight? Uh, what do you fight against and how do you fight? Cause you got to fight for it, but what are you fighting? Are you fighting people? Are you, are, you know, are you fighting problems? You know, like, and I think the thing is it's an easy, uh, it's an easy thing to fight people because that's where you, you want to blame. You want to point all, all your anger to the person right in front of you. Right. Um, you want to fight for your position through manipulation. You want to fight for your position by putting people down. Uh, the thing is you can't do that. You've got to fight, uh, the problem. You got to stand up for things that are, that are right. And you got to allow God to deal with the people around you. Uh, you can't allow yourself to be a punching bag by other people. But in uh, another aspect, there are parts of the Bible that talk about if someone's like, hey, I want your jacket. You'd be like, yeah, you know what? You can have my jacket. Mm-hmm. You can have my tunic too. But the point behind that isn't just like, I'm a punching bag, do whatever you want to me. It's no, God's my resource. Yeah. You can take it, but uh, you, don't owe, you don't owe me. You, you know, you're not my resource. God's mm. my resource. Yeah. So you may take something. I'm, you may lose your job. You may all sorts of things, but God's got your back. See, nobody can hold you back from your calling except yourself. Yeah. Like you're the only one that can hold you back. People can't hold you back. Mm-hmm. God's got you. Yeah. Keep going. Keep pressing. Keep pushing. But uh, stop fighting with people. Like it's not really the. It's not really what we need to do. Well, yeah. Go right after that verse about doing to others as you would have them do, do to you. It says, "If you only love those who love you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners love those who love them." And that's a, that's a punch in the gut because it's like, yeah, it's easy to love you when you're loving me back. You know, it's easy to love your friend when they're loving you back. What's hard is to love people who aren't being kind to you in the moment, you know, that's where the rubber meets the road. You know, the one verse that really stuck out to me is the being merciful to those, being merciful to people. And uh, I want to look at it real quick because it's followed up by a really interesting verse. It says, therefore be merciful just as your father is also merciful. And then it says, judge not lest you, you shall not be judged Mm -hmm. and condemn not and you won't be condemned. Right. Uh, Mercy and judgment are tied together. And the Bible says mercy triumphs over judgment. And so this verse is separated uh, usually by title head, right? It's like Mm -hmm. verse 36. And then it's like new thought, verse 37, do not judge. It's not true. That's all linked together. In fact, mercy and judgment are opposing one another. Like, have you ever gotten mercy um, 
for getting a speeding ticket Mm -hmm. or getting pulled over by a police officer. Yes, I have. I have too. (laughs) And we're just super thankful every time that happens. Like literally you get pulled over, you are in the wrong, uh, a police officer sees it, they they pull you over and then they say, hey, look, you know what? I'm going to not give you a speeding ticket and I'm going to let you on your way. I'm going to give you a warning Uh, or maybe... You know, you get a lesser ticket and you're mm-hmm. just like, oh, thank you, Lord. You know, like, come on. Woo-hoo. You know, yeah. how hard, though, is it sometimes for us to to basically be in the position of the police officer and give mercy to people that have wronged us? Mm-hmm. Hard. Yeah. Like really hard sometimes. Mm-hmm. It's like, how dare my boss do such and such to me? You know, yeah. but we're oftentimes looking at ourselves as a victim in this situation, which is why it's hard to give mercy. Mm-hmm. I need to get your mind off of the fact that you're a victim. You are not a victim in this world. In fact, you are more than a conqueror. Like you are like the police officer. You're actually in charge of your environments. No matter what environment you're in, you actually are in charge. Like you can make decisions. You don't always feel like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when you're in charge, it's easier to give mercy. And and why I say you're in charge is because God's got your back. Like, yeah. even though you might be under someone's authority, that doesn't mean you're not in charge of your environment. Being under authority is not a bad thing. It's a good thing. It's, it's how you learn to be an authority one day. And so I just want to encourage you to think more like, hey, you know, I can give mercy to that person. They don't owe my destiny. They, they don't owe my attitude today. Um when someone says, how are you doing? You you could say, oh, I'm okay based on my environment. Or you could say, man, I'm always blessed no matter what's going on because my environment does not dictate my how, my feelings, my emotions, or even my blessings. Yeah. Those come from my source, God. Yeah, that's so, so I good. just want to give something on that today. That's really good. So verses 27 and 28, I think, are a little bit hot button because it talks about forgiveness. So verse 27 says, I say to you who hear me and pay attention my words, love, that is unselfishly seek the best or higher good for your enemies. So love your enemies. Make it a practice to do good to those who hate you. And I think we need to just remind everyone, remind ourselves what forgiveness is. Forgiveness is releasing a debt and trusting God to repay it for you. It's basically saying, I'm not holding you by the neck anymore, waiting for you to pay me back. But forgiveness is also not reconciliation. So reconciliation sometimes is not possible. Maybe someone has wronged you really badly who has passed away. You physically cannot reconcile with that person, but you can still forgive them and walk in love towards them. It is a process. Forgiveness is a process. It gets easier the more you do it, which sometimes is hard because it means you have to do it a lot. But practice makes progress. What I always tell my kids, practice doesn't make perfect. It makes progress. But I wanted to put out an idea here that was triggered by uh, verse 28. It says, it's right after the forgiveness verse that says, bless and show kindness to those who curse you and pray for those who mistreat you. So if you've forgiven someone and you've done it over and over and over again, and that offense keeps rearing its ugly head, or you find yourself talking badly about that person or thinking badly or rehashing the situation or conversations in your mind over and over again, look at verse 28, because I think that could be the missing link for you. We not only forgive people, but then we bless them. And now this is hard because we we want to balk at that. We want to say, I'm not praying for that person to be blessed. They they really did something horrible to me. Well, we're not blessed, we're not praying to bless them with money or possessions. We're praying actually for God to bless them spiritually, for them to have a revelation of truth 
And then so they can be free because guess what? When they're free, they're not going to wrong you anymore. They're going to they're going to walk in love towards you and bless you. So I think that's just a, a an additional thought about forgiveness is maybe you need to start blessing them with your words. If, even if it's just praying, God, please bless them today. I forgive them. Please bless them today. No, that's really good. Um, I think that's a big part of forgiveness because I want to repeat something uh, and kind of say it a different way. Forgiveness is when somebody owes you something, like they've wronged you, they owe you. They they owe you whatever they took from you. Like it could be your dignity. It could be your, you know, it could be something they actually took from you physically and they owe you now. And forgiveness is releasing them of that debt. It's releasing them of something they owe you and saying that God will now pay you back whatever they took from you. Like if they took your dignity, God's going to give you that dignity back. And what you're saying there is, Lord, they don't owe me anymore. I'm going to give them over to you and now allow you to fill that gap in my life. Now, if somebody who took from you your dignity and you want your dignity back from them, um, all they can really give you is kind of what they took from you, let's say. Like, they can't give you more than that. But God can give you infinitely more than whatever they could even consider giving you. Mm-hmm. In fact, whatever they might took from you, God can fill it with something even better. You know, when people go through tough times, God can actually put back within you the ability to not only recover from that, but to even help other people through the same kinds of problems. If somebody takes money from you, see, God can give you the ability to earn way more money than whatever they took from you. Like he can give you wisdom and wisdom is really how people make money. Like it's, it's solving problems. That's how you make money. Money is just a simple thing of problem solving. Mm -hmm. If you have the ability to solve the problem of stocking aisles with groceries, you can make stocking kind of money. But if you have the kind of wisdom to run a business and an entire grocery store, you can have own a grocery store kind of money ability, you know, and and I'm not saying that the gospel is all about money or whatever, but it's, I'm basically drawing a parallel to allow God to give to you what somebody's taken from you. And so from there you get into what you were just saying, you get into things like giving people mercy and you get into releasing people. And the thing I love most about forgiveness is you're really letting go of what that weight that, Mm -hmm. that they basically you have allowed to hang around your neck and drag you around. Right. Yeah. People, a lot of times when we have an ought or an offense against someone, a lot of times they don't even know it. They're living their best life. They're enjoying their life. They're walking around like everything's fine, and yet we're seething inside. And so the best thing to do is walk in forgiveness towards people. Be yeah. merciful towards people. And you know what? The fact of the matter is they might be rack- walking around living their best life, but there's a high chance they might hurt you again like and do something dumb again. Yeah. Like There's a real high chance, and I think that you got to recognize that people— they hurt people, especially very, very hurt people. They they continue to hurt. And so the more you walk in a forgiveness state, the mm-hmm. better off you'll be in not being able to take upon those hurts they're, they're trying to lay on you. Yeah. And that, that goes pretty broad. And we, we have to say when we're talking about forgiveness, back to the reconciliation thing, if people are in a position to hurt you severely, uh, those are the kind of people that you need to put walls up and mm-hmm. be, pro- walls of protection and boundaries that might mean call the police 
uh, if someone's getting physically abused, um, sexually or anything like that abused, that's call the police. That's you need to talk to somebody yes. of authority, get that laid out there. Um, you know, those type of things. We need to take care of those things. And and this doesn't mean you're 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 allowing yourself to be hurt in ways, you know, that our law can't handle. Mm-hmm. Um, the, you need to get the law involved. Right. Yep. That's just that's just how it is. Right. And so get all that running, you know. Know that we're not advocating you to be a punching bag of of abuse and crime and a victim of crime. Absolutely. Okay. But that leads us to just le- allowing God to pour his blessings on us and allow God to heal those other people. Yep. That's right. And trusting him for sure. I just want to, before we go to a break, I want to talk about verse 39. It says, uh, can a blind man guide another blind man? No. They Will they both not fall in a hole in the ground? And so I think it's just a funny thing to think about. And that's such a saying in our culture, the blind leading the blind, like this is where it comes from. We need to do the work to learn the word of God, to forgive, to find healing before we can be a help to others. But once we do that work, what a help we can do. It's like what you said, God can use the things that we've been through and then help other people. And that's how he redeems and restores our lives. So um, we're going to take a break and we will be right back. You are listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center, Merritt Island, Vieira, and Coco. Langston Commercial Real Estate, owned by Scott Langston, a senior commercial broker, has been selling real estate and giving free consultations for over 18 years. Scott Langston will show you the best way to buy, invest, or lease commercial property. 321-403-1111. That's 321-403-1111. Hi everyone, Kevin Barfield here with Barfield Contracting and Associates. We are a fully licensed and insured roofing and building contractor. We're located in Cocoa Village, but we service all of Brevard County and surrounding communities. We also offer many discounts, military, senior. As always, we offer free estimates and we appreciate every opportunity that we're given. We're at 454-4531. That's 454-4531. Barfield Contracting, treating you like family. God bless you. Pineapple Garden Assisted Living Facility, located in the Rockledge Vieira area. Affordable care with daily activities and a friendly 24-hour staff, making sure you or your loved one is safe and secure. Please visit us today by going online at pineapplegarden.com or call 321-405-CARE. We want to be a church that's focused on God, focused on the people on the inside, and focused on the people on the outside. Love God, love the church, love people, because we're building a life-giving church that lasts. East Coast Christian Center. Join us every weekend, Saturday night at 5.30 p.m. and Sunday morning at 8.30, 10, and 11.30 a.m. East Coast Christian Center is located at 680 North Courtney Parkway, Merritt Island. The Avenue Worship Center. Enjoy a fresh brewed cup of coffee with friends and family. Service times are at 9.30 and 11 a.m. at 85 North Richland Avenue. East Coast Christian Center, Coco. We now have three services every Sunday morning at 8.15, 10 o'clock, and 11.45 a.m. Located at 1855 North Friday Road, Coco. For more information, call 452-1060, extension 100. That's 452-1060, extension 100. Or visit us online at eccc.us. That's eccc.us. East Coast Christian Center, building a life-giving church that lasts. 
Welcome back to the show. This is Morning Breath. So it takes a lot of strength to forgive. It takes a lot of strength to bless your enemies. It takes a lot of strength to release people. And strength in this chapter is is built on a foundation of Jesus Christ. It's by building your life on the rock. Your house is strong enough to handle a storm when you build your house on God. And I, I love the idea that I'm strong because God is strong and I'm willing to attach myself to him and nobody else. Nobody has really the keys to get in my house and break it down. Nobody has the keys to hurt me. Nobody has the keys to take from me, only God. And so I, I say, Lord, I'm giving my life to you. And if someone's taken from me, <laughs> you're going to you're going to repay me you're going to bless me beyond whatever they could consider taking from me and so i'm not going to live in a position of weakness and lack and and hurt and victimization i'm going to live in a position of strength and might and more than a conqueror and that is hard like sometimes we do feel like we are the victim of things don't get me wrong and we we can be the victim technically from people right. but at the end of the day god has got your back and you build your foundation on the rock and you can you can look your enemy right in the eye and smile because they can't win they cannot beat you That's because right. you've built your life on the rock and i think it makes us stronger it makes us calmer it gives us more peace and it gives us the joy to walk through tough times when other people might be you know panicking we're strong. We're rock solid. That's right. We'll Bless see you, you with that today. Thank you for listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center. We hope to see you at one of our locations this weekend. For additional information such as service times, events, and more, please visit us at eccc.us. Thanks, and we hope you have a blessed day.